Christine Pearson, Senior Elder of Ancient of Days Ministries International. We're an outreach ministry commissioned by Christ to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which was hidden in God before the foundation of the world. And this mystery was Christ in you, the hope of glory. And to preach the unsearchable riches of Christ Jesus, my Lord. I thank you this morning for tuning in. So glad to be here in the studios of Heavenly Host International Radio under the direction of our precious apostle, Hosea McGill. Praise the Lord. And we're just thanking God for a blessed 4th of July, hoping that yours was found safe and peaceful. And I just want you to remember that, that if you are in Christ, Christ is now your life. Amen. And the life that you uh, now live, you live it by the faith of the Son of God, believing in Him, trusting in Him, being with Him. Your citizenship or your uh, way of living now is in heaven. Your registry, if you please, address is in heaven, not on the earth. That's why we need to set our affections on things above where Christ sitteth, not on things of the earth. And I say that again because if you put your affection, your thoughts, your focus, your fears, your dreams, and hopes in things on the earth, you will be of all men most miserable. Because the the the, the world is passing away and the lust thereof. Amen. Darkness is covering the earth and gross darkness to people. Amen. But if you understand who you are and whose you are and where your residency is now, right now, then you can rejoice and be exceeding glad. You can thank God. You can be at peace. You can be at rest. You can be comforted because you know that your life is hidden with Christ in God and that you are in him he is in you and you are seated together with him in the heavenly realms far above somebody say far far above all principality and power and might and dominion hallelujah and every name this name not only in this realm but also in the realm to come the world to come, the era to come. His name is above all of it. Amen? And if Christ be in you, then you don't have to worry. All you got to do is use what he's given you. Praise God. And I just want to get back to our teaching. We're teaching about the tithe. Uh, we said that we were going to cover the benefits of the tithe, and we're going to cover... The problems you will have if you don't pay your tithe. Uh, this one thing I was uh, reading, you know, uh, in Malachi 3 and 10, it tells us to bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. That's Malachi 3 and 10. And prove me now, herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open ye the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing 
that you will not have room enough to receive. Amen? And it says you will not have room enough to receive it, the blessing. And 11 says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Not for his, but for your sakes. Praise God. And he who, the devourer, shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. That could be your land, property, or even body. Because you were made from the dust of the earth. He will not destroy the fruit. He will not destroy the fruit of your body. Or your land, or your property. You see a lot of people's property being destroyed by hurricanes and tornadoes and fires and all of that kind of thing in these, these days. But it said, he will rebuke the devourer. See, all of those things will devour all of your possessions, all of your property, even your body, sickness and disease. You know, <clears throat> that comes from the devil too. Poverty, sickness, and death. He said, he will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine, that is your support system, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, <clears throat> He told us to bring all the tithe into the storehouse. And um, let me just go over the blessing of paying your tithe. And then we're going to go over to Malachi 3 and 8. And what happens when you don't. Because the Lord told me a lot of times, and I've experienced it, so I know you have. He says, when you hear of giving to God, whether it's tithe, offerings, gift, time, you know, effort, or, or, or helping, or something, uh, he said, examine or make note of how you your flesh reacts at the time. Uh, examine yourself right then and there to determine what you feel when it comes down to paying your tithe or giving God temperance. How do you feel in your belly? You know, uh, how do you feel in your mind? And um, this will determine is it resentment towards giving to God? And why do you resent giving to God and where is this feeling coming from? Uh-huh. This is a selfish attitude when it comes down to giving to God. And it does not come from you because man does not have original thought, remember? It's going to either come from one realm or the other. And we all know that mammon is a competing God with Jehovah when it comes down to money and he does not want Jehovah to have anything he wants all and that's why I said if you 
give your 10% to anybody else other than God, you're serving the spirit of mammon. If you give your 10% to Giant Eagle, Marks, Walmart, and don't give it to God, you just sacrifice to the God of mammon. How, how do you figure that? Because mammon is a money god. There's many gods. You got Baal, you got Moloch, you got Ashtaroth. You got many gods, you know. You may not put a label on it, but in actuality, if you look behind the scene, you'll see that you are not giving to the Lord his 10%. You're giving it to another god, and that's a form of idolatry. You're serving another god. When it comes, when they say you will not bow down to these gods nor serve them, that means your money, your time, your effort. You know, some of y'all won't even come to church. But you go to the ball game. You go to the club. You go to the bar. You go to the movies. You go to the theater. But you won't come to church. Who are you sacrificing? Who are you? And those things cost money. Those things cost money. But you won't give God 10%, but you'll go to the sport game, pay oh, maybe up to, up to $200 in one day to that uh, a God of entertainment. Mm -hmm. They call it Astaroth that loves to uh, attract you and provoke you uh, to serve it. And, they call, and you spend your money, your time, your efforts, your emotions as those other gods. But you won't even come to the house of God. And you find reasons as to why you don't. But when God told you not to forsake the assembly, he did not ask for your opinion. He want to see if you're going to do what he say. Many people on that day are going to say, Lord, Lord, open unto us. And he said, how are you going to call me Lord? And you don't do what I tell you to do. You don't do what I say do. You don't come to church. You don't pay your tithe. You don't love your fellow man. You know. But you calling me Lord. Those are all of my attributes. He said uh, here. Uh, which are you dealing with. When it comes to. I mean when you talk about giving. I know. I, I feel a cringe sometimes from people and sometimes from myself. And I've been tithing all the, the days of my Christian life and I have no problem tithing. But it is a spirit that will come upon you that will cause you to cringe when it comes to giving God money. That's why he said when it comes down to, I'm going to teach on a tithe. Uh, today, how a lot of y'all cringe and, and and say, "Oh, who am I, who is God that I should give him my money?" You know. And I think about the fact that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. That He founded this earth. That He formed man from the dust of it, and that He breathed into man life and that he he brought fruitful seasons and, 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 and trees and everything in abundance for man all of these things he 
gave to man, uh, you know, even if you look at creation, he gave the sun, the moon, the stars to to uh, lighten the day and the night and to comfort him. He gave him fruitful trees and beasts of the field where he can have anything he wants, you know. God gave that to man. But when it, just think about it, but when it comes down to God, we cringe. Now, he gave us all of this <clears throat> and more because I'm going to read to you the benefits. But yet we cringe, you see. And then we come to God all day long and all night long asking him to give us this, give us healing, give us uh, reconciling our families and our marriage, on our jobs and our neighbor, always asking God for something. And God gives it to us. But then when it comes down to him, we get this, you know, this feeling about why should I give unto God? Does that make sense to you? And plus, why would God give a person money and that kind of thing if they're going to turn around and rob it? Does that make sense? That, that he going to give you blessing and healing and all of that and you robbing him? I just want to provoke your thinking. I'm not beating you up. I want you to just think about some of these things because we will yield to that spirit that will be selfish unto God. And he didn't gave us everything. He gave his life for our sin and gave us everything. He, he exchanged himself as a substitute and said that with him, how shall he not freely give us all things? God's spirit, not his own son, delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with his son also freely? Somebody said freely. Said again, freely, give us all things. But yet still when it comes down to a dime, we cringe. That's a spirit. And and we think it's coming from us. No, that's a spirit. That's that spirit of man. He don't want Jehovah to have nothing. He is the type of God that will take, take, he's never satisfied, never satiated. He will take everything, including your life, your health, your strength, your kids, your house, your car, everything. That's the way mammon is. And we don't think about it when it comes down to paying our tithe, that when we don't give that 10% to Jehovah, that we're serving another God. You serving another God, don't 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 tell me uh, how you, you serving another God because you're spending your money on it. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the benefits here. Now, Leviticus 27 and 30. And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree. Have you ever noticed why he said the fruit of the tree? The fruit of the tree. Where does money come from? Doesn't it come from trees? It says from the fruit of the tree is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. In other words, it's sacred. It's consecrated. It's hallowed ground. It's holy. 
is holy unto the Lord. And a tithe is the tenth part of the smallest percentage of a specific uh, portion, or 10% of all of your increase according to Proverbs 3 and 9. When you get born again, whether you know it or not, you enter into a covenant. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead, the Bible says thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with salvation confession is made or what you confess as to be true or what you believe, confession is made unto salvation. So, a lot of people don't understand that when they accept Christ, that they enter into a covenant, an agreement, a treaty, a contract, a pact with God. He said, I'll give you my righteousness and you take my sin. I take your place. Instead of you going to hell, I'll go for you. Does that that mean, does that sound like an agreement to you? A contract or a covenant that you make it? Like when God made it with Abraham in uh, Genesis 15, when he cut those animals, somebody had to die now. And he divided those animals, and then he walked through those bloody pieces and that was a covenant that God made with Abraham. Uh, and that's Genesis 15. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. That is a cutting of a covenant. In other words, uh, it is the shedding of blood as a judgment on a life because the life of the flesh is in the blood and it means I'm in covenant with you if I break the terms of this covenant I'm willing to die as these animals have died before I become unfaithful or break it I will become dismembered as these animals would have died before I become uh, breaking of this covenant. That's what it says. Amen. Mm -hmm. So, when we enter into a covenant, it becomes a life for a life. Two becomes one. It tells us in John, uh, it says here in John 17 and 21 that they all may be one as thou father art in me and I in thee that they also may be one in us I in them and thou in me you are joining entering to a covenant God sends the spirit of his son into your heart so now you have the same spirit that he had, and you have become one. He doesn't do that with everybody, but anybody who confesses that Jesus is their Lord, and that God is their Father. 
Remember, uh, he was saying to uh, Mary at the tomb, he said, I go to my father and your father, to my God and your God. And and, and, and Abraham, uh, in Genesis 15, 18, in the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham. He made an agreement, a promise, a contract, and a covenant is binding. It is binding. Uh, tithing represents covenant, and I'm going to show you how it does. It's a holy partnership between a man and God, and in this instance, the less, which is you, is blessed by the greater. It represents a solemn covenant, an oath, a holy partnership. And you have to do your, and, and it's based on terms, that you do your part and God will do his part. And this is why a lot of people, they come to church, they don't pay their tithes, they don't give offerings, you know, and stuff like this. And then they're praying and asking God to do all of this for them, and then they found, and nothing happens. But they are not fulfilling their part of the covenant. The two becomes one. In other words, what's mine is yours. And what's yours is mine. Didn't that happen when you got married? The two became one. <laughs> we don't understand these things. But it's like when it comes down to the tithe, we become ignorant. We can't understand nothing. You know, God enters into a covenant with you. You don't have to be in the covenant. It's up to you. He said it before you, life and death, blessing, cursing. You know, you choose. But when you get born again, you enter into a covenant, a good agreement. You're entering into God's business. Uh, you're agreeing with God's purpose in your life. Amen? And uh, you must understand that God will keep his part of the covenant and you should keep your part of the covenant too. Why would you, would you yourself, just let's go, would you yourself go in agreement with someone and they not doing their part and you continue doing your part and they ain't doing nothing but sitting there taking everything that you give and never giving themselves. Uh, it, does that make sense to you? Uh, so you feel like I shouldn't give God nothing? I I should take everything God has and give him nothing? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, it represents accountability, trust, commitment and you are making an investment you're making he's investing in you and you are investing in him that's what a partnership is about a relationship is about the uh, if it's one-sided it is not a relationship it is not a partnership it is not a fellowship it's not a friendship if it's all one-sided and you do nothing but sit back and just take, 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 and never give anything. That doesn't make sense logically in any language or any kindred or tongue or nation. 
Some in order to be in covenant, some there's got to be giving and taking and receiving. Um, it's considered bestowing honor. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of thine increase. When one bestows the first of their increase unto the Lord, it represents a portion of that individual's life, effort, time, toil, and they're exchanging it into money and giving it unto the Lord. That's what the tithe is. You're, you're representing a portion of your life, your effort, your time, and you're changing it into money and giving it unto the Lord. And he requires uh, 10%. According to Levi 27 and 30. Amen. Uh, I had written this morning uh, from Exodus. I believe it was 30 and 15. I uh, wanted to share that. Where in the Lord it's a no, it's part of the Ten Commandments, and it says, "Thou shalt not steal." But you are robbing God or stealing from God, and you say, "How are we robbing God?" You know, where is it that we're robbing you, Lord? And and it is. In what way? What do you mean? How are we robbing you? And he says it very clear in Malachi 3 and 8. In tithes and offerings, when you rob God. In Psalms 29 and 2, it says, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Will you cheat, deceive, defraud, or steal things from God? It's considered sacrilege. Amen? Sacrilege is when you violate or misuse what is regarded as sacred. Remember we say it's holy. And it's a form of irreverence or disrespect when you take what is regarded as sacred and violate it or misuse it. So what is the reason for the covenant? It One of the reasons is protection. One enters into a covenant with a stronger, and the stronger fights with the weaker. If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen? If God is for us, we also enter into a covenant based on a business transaction. One becomes a partner based on accountability, trust, and investment. Watch this. This ensures that neither takes advantage of the other. This ensures that neither one of you take advantage of the other because you're giving and they're giving. It's not that they're all giving and you give nothing. It's a partnership and this strengthens both parties against uh, an enemy. It also allowed exchange of wisdom to obtain a greater advantage. Now you can you can uh, receive from the greater wisdom 
because you're in partnership with them and they will give you counsel on how to better uphold your finances, your home, fight against the enemy, you know, how to do life better all the way around. Amen. The main reason God enters in the covenant with man is based on his deep devotion, caring, and concern uh, for man. God's love is unconditional, unending, unselfish. He loves man. And he wants to give to man. He wants to give all that he has, everything to you. But he is not going to be mocked. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. You cannot use God. You cannot steal from God. You cannot defraud God. God. That is not love. A lot of us say, oh, I love God, but you won't pay your tithe. You'll sit up and want everything God got, but you won't give anything to him. You won't even obey him. You're lazy when it comes down to his work. You sit back and let others do the, the lion's share of the work, and you sit back on the easy street. That's not love. You know, we say words flippantly, Apostle, as if it means something. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything unless it's actually true. That's good. You could say, people say words all the time, especially in, in relationships, love relationships. They'll holler, I love you in a minute. And do you know there are five different types of love? One of them is very, very selfish and greedy and lustful. It's, it's the kind of love to say, I want to get, mm. not give. But it's a form of love. And people holler, love, love, love. I love you. I love you. When you go into an agreement or benefit, you exchange your coat or robe. The robe symbolizes to the person, I'm giving all of myself mm. what you see. My coat covers me and my coat covers you. Absence of a coat or robe exposes each other to nakedness, making them vulnerable. But now, because we're in covenant together, we're both honoring and respecting each other and following the terms of the covenant. Now we're covered. Amen. It also means exchange a belt or weapons. The belt holds the armor together. God gives you weapons of warfare. And this belt holds the weapons together. Praise God. And it says that my strength and all my ability to fight are yours. Your battles are my battles. And vice versa. This is covenant. You don't get all it is. And you're not giving anything. Mm -hmm. uh, exchange of names. Each party took part of the last name as his own. Uh, 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 you married folks, is that familiar to you? Each party took part of the last name as his own. And in this case, his name is I Am. So our name is I Am. In covenant with Jehovah. 
which gives the other party, look at this, power of attorney. That means they have jurisdiction over everything that the other owns. That's covenant. When you get married, doesn't it say that the two become one? I know a lot of people violate it when it comes down to the money part of your relationship because I had mine violated in my marriage. I was putting money into the bank. They wasn't. I was paying the lion's share of the bills. They wasn't. And when they, you know, would feel like it or, or, or you know, get involved, they would go right into the account and take the money out and hadn't put a dime in there. Or ask for uh, 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 something and they haven't put any money in there. And the next thing you know, it's gone. And then they, they have no intention of giving it back. That's not covenant. That's a robbery. Defrauding one another. And the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 7 not to defraud one another in any manner. Uh, the party, each party has the power of attorney over everything that the other owns. Legally, the one partner could go anywhere and use the other partner's name and obtain any merchandise wanted. The two become one. John 17, 21, 22, 23. Praise God. And 11. He prayed, Jesus prayed, this is his intercessory prayer, John 17, where he says, Father, I want them to be one as we are one. One person. It's not you over there and I'm over here. I got my own agenda and you got yours. No, we're one. We got the same ideas, purposes, plans. We're going in the same direction. We have the same passions for God. The two become one. And that's why you, if you don't, you need to go to Romans 12 and 2 to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because you don't come into covenant like this with your own terminology. I remember the less is blessed of the greater. And the greater is God. <laughs> All right. Uh, an example, Abram, Abram's name was changed to Abraham. Ham. And it's really I am. That's what it is. Uh, in my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen? The believer is given the power of attorney to use Christ's name to cast out devils. Amen? To decree things and it be established unto them. You're using the power of his name, not your name. Angels don't bow because of your name. Demons don't tremble because of your name. Mm. They tremble because of the name of Jesus. And he has been given that name that in his name every knee bows. 
in things in heaven, things in earth, and things beneath this beneath the earth. That is his power, not yours. In Ephesians 1, it says that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened, that we will know the hope of his calling and what is the exceeding greatness of his power in us who believe. The treasure is in this earthen vessel that the excellency will be of God and not of us. Yeah. So will we come and rob God? And then after that, bread and wine was enjoined to represent that a covenant had been ratified. Remember Melchizedek took bread and wine to Abraham? Abraham partook of that wine and swore to Melchizedek that the Most High God is his God. He said the Most High God is his God now, based on his terms, his covenant, his agreement. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them. Somebody say, and I will be to them. And I will be to them. A God. a God. And they shall be to me a people. That's the covenant arrangement. He's our God. We are his people. Praise God. And I will give them one heart. And I will put a new spirit within you. Mm. And I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and will give them a heart of flesh. This heart of flesh has new and right desires, God-like, spiritual. It's a spiritual awakening uh, that you'll be able to understand uh, spiritual things wherein that stony heart was in perceptive, unaware of what God does, not subject to the law of God, hardened against God. And this is what you're going to find many times when it comes down to giving money. You're going to see that old man raise his head. That's what you see. He's dead. But the memory is still evident in your mind. That's why you got to renew it. And if you don't renew it, you will still act just like that old man mm. imperceptive. Unaware of what God does. Not Subject to the law of God. A hardness against God. You'll feel. This is why he said when it comes down to giving. Examine how your body responds. Does it recoil when it talks about giving God 10%? Mm? Does it have a, a, a get an evil attitude? Why should I give anything to God? Just a that's that old man. The memory of that old man is still operating. You got to cast it down. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, every imagination, every argument, every reasoning, every fear, you cast that down in the name of Jesus because it is opposing. It's coming up against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity. I mean, you, you, you wrestle any resistance to it. 
and bring it into subjection under Christ and say, no, no, no. We ain't going to do like people that don't know God or don't have a covenant with God does. You tell your flesh that right then and then. We're going to do it God's way. We're going to humble ourselves and give unto the Lord. We ain't going to worry about whether or not we got enough money to pay our tithe. Uh -uh, the tithe come off the top. Amen. We ain't going to worry about if we going to eat tonight. Or whether God gonna give us uh, prosperity, we ain't we could throwing all of them devils out and down because God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always have all sufficiency in all things and can abound to every good work. My God shall supply all of your need. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not. You better put that word on your flesh and make it humble itself because you're going to find out that you're stealing from God if you don't. It'll talk just as strong as if somebody's in the same room with you when it comes down to giving to God. That's major, major when it comes down to giving to God. Mm. Because what it does when you give to God, you're honoring him. Praise God. You are giving him the glory that is due his name. Hallelujah. Let's go to Malachi 3 and 8. We're going to deal with that. Hallelujah. Praise God. I feel the presence of the Lord in here. I feel him in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't forget your covenant rights that you receive at salvation. When you get saved, you enter into a covenant. Amen. Let me see what this is. Okay. That's another thing. Malachi 3 and 8, for those of you that have your Bibles. Hallelujah. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithe and offering. Now how you feel? You feel a little cringe right there? A cringe when I say in tithe and offering? That's that old man. He don't want to give nothing to the Lord. You got to examine yourself and know what your body is. Pay attention to how your body is reacting to the word of God. All right, ye are cursed with a curse, and a lot of people have have pretty much taken this part out of the Bible and said it don't mean that that we ain't cursed with a curse. And they say, oh, it don't. I've heard preachers in the pulpit say that that ain't what it means. How can it not be? And I'm reading this in black and white on this paper. You are cursed with a curse. Oh, that's old covenant. Show it to me where the curse with the curse is old covenant. Get your Bible out and show me. See, you say these things, and people that you are ministering to will believe you rather than what God is saying. And then they will feel like that they, if they don't pay their tithe, they're not going to be cursed with the curse. Mm -hmm. Verse 6 cancels that whole idea. Would you read that for me? Yeah. For I am the Lord, I change it not. 
Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Mm -hmm. right? Because of him and, and how he keeps the covenant. Yes. If he hasn't changed or went back on his word, the same holds true for us. Everything that you're saying. And what does it say in Hebrews 7? Mm -hmm. That he is the same. Yes. Yesterday, today, old covenant. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, the old covenant. Today, new covenant. Mm -hmm. And forever. Into the eternal ages. He's not. See, and, 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 and how can you, with the finite brain, sit up and say that this don't mean that? You're not omniscient. You're not omnipresent, and you cannot prove it, number one. I want you to prove that you're not cursed. This is all I ask. You, all I ask is when you make statements like this, that, that that ain't what it means. And I knew a guy used to always say, well, it don't really mean that. Well, it don't really mean that. <laughs> Especially when it came to uh, Apostle, when Jesus told a woman in Samaria, that she had five husbands, mm -hmm. and he uh, and he said, "Oh well, that didn't mean that." And I stopped him. I said, "If Jesus said she had five husbands, she had five husbands, and the one she's with now, she's is not a husband." Don't be saying, "Well, she didn't have another word that she hadn't been married and divorced five times." Uh huh. Jesus said, "You had five husbands," and quit saying, "Well, it don't mean that." That's just like this. Curse with a curse, a double curse. Oh, it don't mean that. Show me. Show me. And, and and walk very carefully in the fear of the Lord. Because in Revelations it tells us about taking away from the word of God and adding thereunto. Let's keep reading. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now, <clears throat> let's kind of unpack this. Uh, my question, the Lord asked, do honest people rob God? Were you still bandying back and forth about whether or not if I don't pay the tithe that I'm robbing God? Well, I want to assure you, if you're not paying your tithe, you're robbing. And not only are you robbing God, you're cheating, afflicting, deceiving, defrauding and stealing and their time is holy do you understand it is hollow it is sacred it's holy unto the Lord of hosts and it was not under the law would you get that through your head the tithe was before the law Genesis 14 is the first mention of the tithe. Praise God. In Genesis 14, it talks about how Abraham paid tithe under Melchizedek. Hallelujah. And gave him a 10% of all that he had. It tells you right there. It started in Genesis. It didn't start in Leviticus. Leviticus is under the priesthood of Aaron. That was before Moses. 
Moses wasn't alive back in Genesis. That was 400 and something years before Moses. And even uh, 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 Jacob paid tithe. Uh-huh. So you can't say it's under the law. That comes from the pit. The tithe was not under the law. The tithe was before the law. Let's just go, and I'm going to read this. Because, see, the, uh, we need to prove these things we're saying. Because some of y'all going to have a special place in hell lying to God's flock. Yeah, I said it. There's a special place in hell reserved for you pastors or leaders who is directing God's flock in the wrong direction. And they have no proof to back it up at all. Let's go to 20, Genesis 14 and uh, 20. Well, let's start at 18. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, we talked about who Melchizedek is, is our high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ, who was sworn to be a priest after the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek king of Salem brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And let's read this together. He gave him tithe of all. Let's read 22. And Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth, 23, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou should say, I have made Abraham rich. He swore to Melchizedek that the Most High God was his God. And if we are Christ, then are we Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. It says, would you defraud or spoil God? Yet you have, uh, and it's sacrilege. Mm -hmm. uh, but you say, wherein have we stolen from thee. And he says in tithes and offerings you have withheld the tithe the 10% that belonged to me and offering which is a, a, a present, a tribute a voluntary uh, contribution which you give to God. And you say you know how, in what way well, what do you mean? God tells you plainly right there. And it says you are cursed. Uh, in the complete Jewish Bible it says a curse is on you. Uh, it's a double curse. You'll find it in Joshua. Let's go to 7 and 2. Let's go back. Joshua <clears throat> seven we're going to take our tag so we can see this because uh, a lot of times Joshua next book after Deuteronomy a lot of time 
we don't take the time to go into these things and our our flocks are ignorant you know there's sheep and our job as elders is to feed them God told Peter if you love me feed my sheep the Lord told me that uh, back in 2012 he arrested me and said if you really love me feed my sheep and my lambs and I said yes Lord and I tell you elders apostles or prophets or evangelists pastors and teachers you better do the same thing you better feed your flock feed them good meals don't give them snacks and stuff like uh, that give them food that they can chew on uh, it says here uh, Joshua uh, let's see here 12 well, 11. Israel hath sinned, and they have transgressed my covenant. Did you see that? They transgressed it, violated my covenant, which I commanded them, for they have even taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen, and disassembled also, and they have put it even among their own stuff. God is talking about his 10%, because he told them that that uh, Jericho was going to be holy unto him. Praise God. And that everything in there was to come into his coffers. Praise God. And so they went up to Ai and they fell before Ai. And it was just a little place. It wasn't a big nation. They didn't even take all the army out, you know, because it was just a little place. But when God is not with you, little becomes much. Those little people ran them out of AI on a rail. Hallelujah. And it says that uh, they could not stand before their enemies. It says, and the men of AI, verse 5, Jerem uh, Joshua 75, and the men of Ai smote of them about 36 men, for they chased them from before the gate even unto Shevarim, and smote them in the going down, wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. Uh huh. And you remember Joshua said that uh, in verse 3, Make not all the people to labor therefore, for they are but few. Few can become a mass multitude when God is not with you. Every battle, that's what Melchizedek told Abraham. He was responsible for subduing that enemies. Uh, Abraham only had 318 trained soldiers, and he had five nations, armies that he defeated. They defeated them because they were the Nephilim, and God fought against the Nephilim. And... Uh, same thing here. All of your enemies, those people coming up against you, those people that are robbing you, those people that are doing violence in your cities and stuff like that, breaking into your homes and everything, that is kidnapping your children. God will fight against them. He will be an enemy to your enemies. 
How come then when some tornadoes come into your cities, it'll hit one area and jump over another area where you live and you're not touched? Because of the angel of the Lord. They're in charge of the elements. You should go read about uh, how they fought from heaven and fought against Sisera. Mm. The stars in their pathways. They dealt with the elements. Wherein it rained upon the Caesarean army. Uh-huh. And and, and, and Joshua, I mean, their men, the Israeli army was able to tackle them even though they were, the other army was in a multitude against them because God was with them. When David was in uh, war, he God would send down hailstones and cause the forest to open up and trap a lot of the men in there. The angel of the Lord knows how to do these things. So here, let's go back to Joshua 7, 11. Israel have sinned and they have transgressed my covenant. Did you notice something? The first three letters of Joshua 11. Israel has sinned. But who actually did the sin? Let's keep reading. Israel has sinned and they all have also transgressed my covenant. This is Joshua 7 and 11. Which I commanded them for they have even taken of the accursed thing and have also stolen and dissembled also and they have put it even among their stuff. Therefore the children of Israel, the whole nation, could not stand before their enemies. That's what uh, uh, tells us in uh, Malachi 3 and 9. You have cursed me to curse me. You have robbed me even this whole nation. And the Lord said, uh, therefore, 12, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their back before their enemies because they were accursed. Is that what it's saying in Malachi 3? You are cursed with a curse. These are You are cursed because you're messing with God's money. You're tied. Uh-huh. Neither will I be with you anymore. God ain't going to be with you. And you robbing him, I'm telling you. You, you can have that little cringe in your gut all you want to about giving to God. If you don't give him his money, he ain't going to be with you. The devourer is not going to be rebuked for your sake. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. And, 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 and uh, uh, your, your uh, fruit will be destroyed. <laughs> your vine will cast her fruit. You will not be a delightsome land. Mm -hmm. Come on. And it says here, Neither will I be with you anymore except you destroy the accursed from among you. And so we go into, they did a tally. They cast lots. Uh, uh, at that next morning. And let's see. Let's go down to Joshua 7. And let's just jump to 19. And Joshua said unto Achan, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to God of Israel, and make confession unto him. And tell me now, 
what thou hast done, hide it not from me. May I have your attention, please? Achan was the one that did this, but over in 11, the Lord said, Israel has sinned. So because one person robbed God in, in the sanctuary or in your local assembly, it said, Israel, the whole assembly has sinned. Let's keep reading. Uh, Joshua 9. I'm sorry, Joshua 7 and 20. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonian garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekel weight, then I coveted this. I lusted after that. You know, uh, I got greedy behind that and took them. And behold, they are hid in the, in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. Okay, Joshua sent messengers to his tent. They dug it up. They found it. Now let's see what else happened to Achan. Uh, he said, uh, let's go to, let's see, 24. And Joshua and all Israel with him, watch this, took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the silver, and the garment, and the wedge of gold, watch this, and his sons, and his daughters, and his oxen, and his ashes, asses, and his sheep, and his tent, and somebody say all. All. All that he had, they brought, and they brought them unto the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, why hast thou troubled us? He's talking about the whole nation of Israel. That's why some of these churches, you can't get ahead. That's why some of these churches of poverty, you can't even fix the toilets in there. You can't even buy new carpet. You know, you can't get nothing done because the folk is robbing, touching God's anointed stuff. Things that belong to God. And God don't play. That is holy, sacred. Watch what Joshua said. Why, 25, why is thou trouble us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. See, you said it, and it, you ain't cursed with a curse. It said, the Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Wherefore, the name of the place is called the Valley of Achor unto this day. Now, you tell me that being cursed with a curse is not for today. Because it was under Joshua? Huh? No. Pastor just said, I am the Lord and I change not. In Hebrews, Paul said, the Lord, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Where did he change that? Show me. This is what I want you to, since we're preaching this to our congregation, I want you to show me where God has changed this. Well, we use grace a lot. We say because we're under grace now, 
that we are not under the law. Well, we're not, the tithe never was under the law. The tithe represents a covenant between you and God. It means an agreement. And it tells you that it's holy. It never was under the law. And grace, I don't care where it says Galatians 3. Let's go over there quickly. Galatians 3. We're going to talk about the promises that God made to Abraham. And it talks about it in Galatians 3. Let's see. Hallelujah. Let's see what uh 17. Galatians 3:17. Watch this and listen carefully. And this I say that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that it should make the promise of none effect. The law never disannulled the tithe. Never. It never disannulled the agreement or the covenant of the tithe. And if it did, show me. If God don't mean what he says in Malachi 3, show me. Show me that grace disannuls what he says in Malachi about people that rob him. And I put this out many times, Apostle, and I don't see nobody bringing me no scripture. Mm -hmm. Nobody is saying, well, turn to such and such and such and such. And we'll show you where tithing is not for today. And that God does not uh, curse those who rob him. And that God is going to continue to bless you though you rob. That it's got to be like I've heard some preachers say, as every man purposes in his heart, so let him give. Mm. Where does that, it doesn't say that in Leviticus 27, it said 10%. When you talk about so let him give. Let's talk about the offering. One day, a little while, we're going to get on the offering. And I'm going to show you when it said, uh, uh, God loveth a cheerful giver. It said, as every man purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, nor of necessity. It's not talking about the tithe. Amen? The tithe is cut and severed right up there in Genesis. It tells you tithe represents 10%. It's not talking about what you purpose in your heart. And if it is, show me. That's all I'm asking. I'm showing you the difference between the tithe and I'm showing you the difference between the offering. You show me that the tithe and the offering are the same thing. Even though the Lord says, you rob me in tithes and offerings. Show me that the two are the same. Mm. Woo, hallelujah. It says, uh, Israel could not stand before their enemies, and neither will you. You will not stand before your enemies, robbing God. You got to render unto Caesars what belongs to Caesars. That's what Jesus told told the people. 
He got him a little coin. He said, whose description is on that coin? And he said, Caesar's. And he said, render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God. Uh, so, Malachi 2 and 2 said, if you will not hear, listen carefully, if you will not hearken to my voice, if you will not listen and obey, and lay it to heart, because some of y'all say, hey, y'all flip, I see the flippancy. To give glory unto my name, saith the Lord of hosts, I will even send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Curse your blessings. Curse your blessings. Yea, I have cursed them already, because you do not lay it to heart. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into more of this because in 23, uh, Malachi 2 and 3 it said, Behold, I will cover up your seed and spread dung upon your face, even the dung of your solemn feast, and one shall take you away with it. Mm -hmm. You are to honor the Lord. You are to reverence him. When it comes down to that that belongs to him. We can form our own opinion, lean to our own understanding, you know, receive doctrine from other sources and everything other than the word of God if we want to. But let me tell you, the word of God is going to abide forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will abide forever. Forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And even though, I'll put it like this, even if, say for instance, you don't have to pay the tithe, which we do. But I was saying, even if you didn't, what's wrong with giving God 10% after all that he's given you? What's wrong with 10%? Why quibble over 10 After all that he's done, he died for you. He went to hell for you. He shed his blood. He freely gave you. What's wrong with giving him 10%? You give mammon 100%. Mm. You give mammon. Because you, if you don't give God dime, you ain't giving him nothing. It's all going to mammon. And mammon ain't going to bless you. Mammon is not going to uh, 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 return you anything. And how can you be faithful in that which is least? They call money least. If you are not faithful in that which is least, you're not going to be faithful in that which is much. If you're not faithful in that which is another man's, who's going to give it your own? If you're not faithful in the true, in, 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 in the earthly riches, who's going to give you the true riches of God? Hmm? I mean, you got to go back to the Word and see how God operates. And, and you can walk around in a bubble and say, oh, well, that don't mean that it ain't a... And God's word is going to stand forever. And you're going to be ushered right on out, poverty-stricken, sick, and dead. That's what it, that's, because you're serving that God. That's what he's going to give you. And don't complain. Don't complain because you don't have no money and you broke and you can't get a job, you know, and somebody coming and robbing your house and stealing your, don't complain. You have no covering for your wealth because you're serving an idol God. 
And that his MO is to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what he coming to do for you. So don't complain when it happens because you're not obeying God. You're not fulfilling your term of the covenant. And that's like he told Josh, I ain't going to be with you until you deal with this, this matter. And, 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 and you could say, oh, well, I'm blessed by the best. And, you know, I'm with the highly favored, <laughs> blessed and highly favored. Those are mere words. It don't mean nothing unless it's actually happening in your life. And people can see the blessing on your life. They can see that God is with you. They can see the favor of God upon your life. Amen. He said, I love them that love me. And those that hate me, I lightly esteem. And if you say you love God, then you will obey God. You will do his commandment. If you don't love God, you will not obey him. And you will not uh, do his commandment. And do not run into the thing that it's up to you to decide what you are to do. A lot of people feel like, like I told, told a person, you know you need to come out to Bible study. The Bible tells us not to forsake the assembly of it. Well, I'll consider it. Who are you to consider? That's a direct command from God. If he tell you to pay the tax, who are you to consider whether you're going to pay it or not? Who? Where do we get that from? We don't have an option. If we are in covenant, and if you expect God to perform the terms of the covenant. Apostle, did you have something? Uh, uh, two scriptures came to mind while you were ministering, mm -hmm. and one just recently uh, when you just uh, shared. First John chapter 3. Uh, mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Verse 18. Mm -hmm. My little children, let us not love with word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorite scriptures, because you said it, we throw that word love around loosely. Yes. And then you went there with John, the 14th chapter, where Jesus said, if you love me, keep my words. Yes. My, my, if you have my word and do them, they are they that love me. Yes. Those that hate me don't do what I say. That's, That's literally the the... the just the, the gist of those verses and here in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1 therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which he have the things which we have heard least at any time we should let them slip if we have heard these things God has spoken these things to us, which he has. And I love how you broke it down. And say, Look, we're reading it here in the Word. So what? Well, how can we say it doesn't, that's not what it means? What else could it mean? It means what it says. Yeah. Just like when we write something or say something. I said what I meant. Mm -hmm. I'm saying the words that I mean out my mouth. So God's words on paper mean the same thing. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't change because... I want to alter it or find a loophole mm -hmm. in the Word of God, which a lot of that is happening, loopholes. Yes. The guy, uh, uh, the other day, probably yeah, a couple of days ago, I was watching, and most of it is coming, uh, uh, is showing up on the media pages like TikTok and you know all these different play pages. This guy literally says, 
show me anybody that's in the Bible. Show me where their grave is. What? This. Show me the this where their graves are, mm. where they're buried. And if you can't do that, in fact, he made an offer like I'll pay this, this I'll give you this amount of money. His his doctorate is saying that none of the people in the Bible are real, none. And I saw it. I'm like, whoa! I stayed and watched it just long enough to hear that. I'm like, what? And people, here's the sad part are following that these dark all these different doctrines for the believer I want to encourage the believer to the hell mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's vitally important that you get into the word of God and study for yourself and get under a covering mm -hmm. that's going to help yes. you to uh, understand what you're reading mm -hmm. so that when the false prophets and the false teachers yes. And many of them have gone out. That's in First John, uh, First yes. John chapter four. Many have gone out, and Jesus yeah, said it in the twenty-fourth chapter. Uh -huh. Many, many, and have deceived many. many. That that's the consequences of the false teaching, and those that don't know the word for themselves. That's the truth. Those are the penalties the of not knowing the word for yourself. Yeah. That's the truth. And so I, I just wanted to share that. That is so much uh, rampant. And the sad part about it, I watch the comments, mm -hmm. and it's like these people not reading their Bibles not, at all. No. No. They they join in with, because yeah. it's a it's a, uh, escape hatch for them. It, that's true. Uh, that's and true. it justifies the disobedience. That's true. Yeah, because here comes something new. You know, well, you know, God is doing a new thing. No, he's not doing that. I am the Lord thy God. Here we go back to the scriptures, Malachi 3 and 6. I am the Lord thy God, and I change it not. Jesus said this, even in the fifth, uh, uh, yeah, in, in uh, Matthew, I think it's the fifth chapter. He said, I came not the sixth, one of those. He said, I come not to change the law, but to fulfill it. So even if we're looking at the law, the law was given to show us our... Imperfections and uh -huh. our, our need for uh, salvation, our need for Christ. Yeah. Uh, it showed us our faults, yes. uh, but not to continue in them right. and then play the grace card. That's enough. And it's easy enough. You were saying here, Ephesians 4 14, mm. that we henceforth be no more children. Yeah, yeah. Tossed to Good. and fro. Yeah. To and from uh -huh. and carried about with every, every wind, wind of doctrine my Lord. by the slight, slight of men. Oh my goodness, trickery. That cunning craft. Whereby they lie in wait. They're just waiting. Waiting to deceive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's what we're doing here mm -hmm. in verse 15. Mm -hmm. But speaking the truth, truth in love, love may grow up unto him in all things. Which is the head, even Christ. See, these things come from the head, Christ. Exactly. Christ being the head Hallelujah. of the body, the church. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. huh? These things that are being instructed mm -hmm. are being told to us. Yes. Uh, and that we are to apply. Mm -hmm. The Lord had been asked again Sunday, why are we carrying our Bibles about? Why do we even show up for church if we don't have to obey what God is saying. If we don't have to do what God is saying, what's the use? You can go into his house. Yeah. 
What? What? Why? It makes no sense. It make and God is not a God that makes no sense. <laughs> Everything He does has purpose to it. Yes. Has meaning to it. Yes. It's for your good. Hey. Instructions are for our good. Otherwise, we'd be left to our own devices. We all going to hell. Uh, it's that's all the case. a mess. It's all, all a mess because anything that is not of God is darkness. Yeah. You walking in darkness. You're not walking in light. Yeah. Yeah. You walking around stumbling over. The, you know, it's a yeah. mess. And uh, he said, "Men love it yeah. rather than light, mm. darkness." But I tell you that I thank God for this platform here at Heavenly Host because one of the, one of your teachers is the last hour mm. and it shows the urgency now. Yes. And then it reveals how people are not being aggressive yeah. and falling away. Uh -huh. He said in First Thessalonians that they will be a falling away. Yeah. Of right near the time when Christ comes. Mm -hmm. and, and two elder, the Lord showed me this and been showing it to me for some years, but even more so now it's becoming more and more evident that the world is shoving things down the church's throat and telling the church, don't sure if that God down my head. Uh -huh. Hey, you gotta you 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 gotta support the LGBTQ uh -huh. WXYZ, whatever. Mm -hmm. You gotta support the transgender. You gotta, you, you got, and, and, and our children. We got because they're coming after our children, and we have to protect yeah. them because they have rights. What? A child don't know nothing about transgender. No. Or homo uh, sexuality, a homophobe. No. Now, if you don't agree with it, you're either a transphobe. They got new words. Uh -huh. They're creating words. Uh -huh. None of which is in the word. Uh -huh. I, I Where? Just Where right there. Yeah, I'm gonna stop right. there. None of which is in the word. Mm -mm. You will not, and I'm going to say it again, and some folks may not like it. Transgender is not in the word of God. Mm -hmm. He didn't create a transgender no, person. No, no, That's man's hands. Mm -hmm. And we're subscribing to it and trying to peddle this thing to our children. I would be offended as a parent that you would force this on my child through the school system, the education system, that's where they're coming. Mm -hmm. We done just, took, we done just uh, 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 told the church to shut up. Mm -hmm. You can't pray in school, you can't, we're taking the Bibles out of the school, mm -hmm. but I'm gonna teach your child how to be a man, or a woman, or, and they're a girl or a boy. Mm -hmm. And we won't obey simple things like tithing. <laughs> Let's go back to that. Mm -hmm. Just a simple, Thing. We gotta argue about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so okay, if you're if that's what you want to be, transgender or homosexual, whatever, we get it. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to shove it down my throat. I don't have to buy into that. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't make me a homophobe or mm -hmm. transphobe or any kind of mm -hmm. phobe. It just means that I love God and I'm going to obey His word. Mm -hmm. That's what it means on my mm -hmm. side of the street. Mm -hmm. That's what it means, Elder. And if we don't stand, and I ain't talking about, you know, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. I'm not using that as a cliche. But if we don't stand on the word of God, yes. which is the truth, Thank sure foundation, God. and it will not perish. You said something while you were teaching, Elder, and the world is passing away. Mm -hmm. You said, love not the world. Could I, could I read it, First Elder? First John. Too. First John, yep. <laughs> you know it. Huh? Love not the world. Yes. Huh? 
No, in fact, even in Romans chapter uh, 12, verse 2, you quoted that just a minute. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed mm -hmm. by the renewing of your mind. Exactly. Uh, oh, my goodness. Amen. Here, verse 15, chapter 2. Love not the world, yes, Lord. neither the things that are in the world. Mm -hmm. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Mm -hmm. uh, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, yes. the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of God, no. but of the world. Mm -hmm. And the world, oh my goodness, passeth away. Yeah. And the lust there thereof. But he, watch this, that doeth the will of God abideth forever. You can't, you don't have to, you don't need a, a microscope or you don't need to dissect that because it's saying what it means. Absolutely. Literally. If you need to break it down, go, go line upon line, read it again, and again, read it as often as you need to read it because the meaning is right there in the reading. Praise God. It's simple. God is not complicating this thing for us. He made it so simple. Mm -hmm. We complicate it mm -hmm. by saying that's not what it means. Exactly. So now we got to come up with a million different meanings for what God said. Mm -hmm. and God ain't saying all those things in one sentence. Mm -hmm. He's not. Mm -hmm. You know, And anybody that, that subscribed to that are being fooled. Yes. Or they want to hear that. Mm -hmm. They have that itch in here. They were, oh, you know what? I was feeling that kind. Of, I, that's, I, that's my understanding, that's too. That's an itching ear. Yep. That's an itching ear. That's the way I understand it, too. Uh -huh. I'm in agreement with that. Yeah. You know. Uh -huh. And not realizing something that you read over in Ephesians, that they're lying and waiting mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. trick you into believing. They're waiting on what you. What you want to believe anyway. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, this is what I'm saying even now. There are people that are gathering legislation that they want to put on a docket. They want to slip it in some kind of yeah. way. There's ways that, you know, even though the Supreme Court may have shot it down, they got ways to kind of slip it in maybe under another thing. And, and, and then after they done slip that other thing in, then here comes it out. Yeah. But legislation where now where they want to shut down the preaching of the word. That's why yep. when when I come out here and got my scripture, I be asking you show me your show stuff. Yeah. It's like Janice and Jan Breeze yeah. and Rose. I'm throwing down my serpent. You throw down your let me see what you talking about. Because yeah. I'm giving you the word of God and my serpent going to swallow yours up Amen. because it's not there. Yeah. But you can't give me that. You got like you said, they got all of this about yeah. why I shouldn't. And they are now having legislation yeah. to shut down the they call they call it a name like Christian something. Yeah. They call it a name wherein it's like a hate they're trying to make yeah. it into a hate crime. Yeah. And I say there are organizations that, that are coming up against them and trying to put out legislation to our court system that they cannot shut down the word of God being preached from our pulpit, yeah. that they can't arrest our pastors and everything like that, that they can't, like when you start speaking the word of God on TV, they curl up, they don't want to hear it. But you know, there are people who support them, people that are 
yeah. going to come against this. Because if you if if you not careful, the church if they they do approve and get this legislation in, you gonna have to go underground to preach the gospel. Yeah. Next thing you or you know they gonna come and seize your property, put yeah. you in jail and everything. Or like they doing in a lot of foreign countries, they come and murder you. Yes, and you become a martyr. We support yeah. martyrs. Yes, yeah. they they will kill the family and everything, burn you out. And so you got to support legislation that will preserve the preaching of the word of God here in America because they lying in wait. They're lying. They're waiting. They're watching because they know if you preaching the word, it's going to come again uh, transgender mm -hmm. or, or uh, the unnatural use of the man yes. with a woman or a woman with a man. And 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 then using uh, 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 medical science to uh, cut off people's members, yeah. and they are totally messed up. Yeah. Some of them are suicidal yes. or have committed suicide because it's irreversible. Yeah. And they find out that, like I was talking to a guy the other week here at the police department. I had to go down there. He was talking about this, and I, about me being nervous, I said, I said, let's get down to the basics. I don't care if they cut off your your uh, body parts. Your DNA is still yeah, producing right. that you a male. Yeah. And it's going to produce testosterone. And if you're a woman, it's going to produce uh, estrogen. And they're going to have to give you hormone blockers to shut it down. Because yeah. the body don't matter what you do physically. Yeah. What God has done spiritually will not change. And these pastors that's preaching to these people or... or Building churches to uh, yes. accommodate Come on now. this movement. Mm -hmm. uh, you said it, and the scripture said that there there's a place along with the devil Come on now. reserved for them. Yes. But here too, please stop and know that if it's of God, if a preacher is preaching this thing, if it's of God, why would man have to cut off anything? Preach now, that's good. Why would God, why would man have to add anything to your body yes. to make you what you think you are? Come on now. Why would man have to do that if God did it? If it's of God, you're going to be what you claiming you are. Yes. God don't need man's help creating man. He know you all too well. Read Psalms one thirty nine. Huh? Beautifully, wonderful. Everything about the human being, God yeah. knew it. Yes. And it's made perfectly. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. So when you alter what God did, it's not of God. It's no longer of God. I just, I did, I'm praying that this helps somebody. Yes, yes. Anything that contradicts God is not of God. Anything that annuls God or try to defraud God or or, or to uh, annul what God is saying that well those words mean something you use them Opposed, in the scripture. Yeah, anti against. It is anti against. Anything that says something opposite of what God is saying is anti. Mm -hmm. It is not of God. Transgender is not of, regardless of whether or not people want to hear it or not. That's true. You won't find it in the Bible nowhere. Mm -hmm. You will not. God didn't create a transgender. He didn't do that. Man did that. That's true. And we're subscribing to it in untold numbers. 
and it's sad. Even the church, uh, the church is the body of Christ, and in the body of Christ, there is Christ did He knew no sin. He didn't mm -hmm. sin against His own body. Mm -hmm. None of that. Mm -hmm. Praise God. You know that's a shame, Pastor, because I I heard a pastor say that a long time that there's a special place in hell yeah. for pastors that that are adopting this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get that scripture and, and bring it to the table. I I, I know I've read it. Uh, uh, many times, mm -hmm. but I can't right off the top of my head, I can't. Uh, and you know they're allowing everybody to come on in here, you can preach and show off everything you got, you know, because they're going to bring their money with yeah. them. It's a money thing. Yep. It's all and, and, and prestige and fame. Uh -huh. But you know what is honorable to man is not honorable to Amen. God. You can have all the fame and fortune before man, but we still going to have to stand before God and We'll see how much fame and fortune when you have to be eternally. God is not playing with you messing around with his species yeah. and altering his agenda yeah. and lying to the innocent and the seducible. Yeah. The, the devil, is, he, he's running. It, it, see, we're at a time where it looks like the devil's winning. Mm. Please do know he's defeated. Already. So the camouflage that he used with our eyelashes and our fingernails and mm -hmm. we're adorning ourselves and decorating our outer bodies. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the inner man is suffering. Mm -hmm. That's why we're here, mm -hmm. to help the inner man. That's what Paul said. For this cause, I bow my knees. Mm -hmm. uh, and praying, he was praying for the inner man. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that's, that's vital. Your spirit man needs to be dealt with. There has to be a conformity, a change of mind. Yes, Lord. Otherwise, like you said, yes, Lord. you're going to revert back to the old way yes, of thinking. Yes, You're going to keep doing what you always did. Hallelujah. And watch this. Keep getting what you always got. Hallelujah. Nothing. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I may say, before you make a decision as drastic as altering your body parts, once they're gone, you can't get them back. Yeah. Before you do something as drastic yeah. as that, wait, wait. And I suggest get on your own knees yeah. and pray. Call on the name of Jesus. Yeah. Ask God for his wisdom. Ask him for his counsel. And, 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 and say, Lord, I don't want to hear from nobody but you, nobody else but you. What you say, direct me. Guide me. Show me what I ought to do. This is too life-threatening and life-changing yeah, yeah. of a move for me to make that is irreversible that I cannot. And then look at the results yeah. of the wins that have, that have gone this route. Yeah. Just get your statistics out. You know, be an honest investigator. Yeah. Don't just jump into something. You know, because it looks good and something. No, take your time and examine it. Yeah. Examine it and ask God to help you. He will help you. You call upon him, he will answer and show you great and mighty things that you don't know of. Seek the kingdom of God. My Lord. Don't just seek the kingdom of darkness. Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And everything that you need, he will add unto you. Yes. 
Don't just go blindly into nothing and jumping over the cliff without uh, some kind of parachute and you don't even know what you're getting into and you just getting one side of it. No, this Bible says wisdom has two sides to it. And he has multiple faceted wisdom. It's multiplied wisdom of God. Get wisdom with all of your getting, get wisdom. And with all of that, get understanding. Don't go into this blindfolded, but have a clear, educated, informed uh, platform from which you come into beyond any shadow of a doubt. Because you're going into an area of no return. You can't return back from this. And once it's done, it's done. I've heard, I've heard them the transgenders talk. I've heard it, I've read about it, I've seen them, and they are very regretful yeah. that they made that decision. Yeah. Some of them say the minute I woke up from the anesthesia, I knew I had made a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them took their lives because mm -hmm. they know that they could never be that what they used Amen. to be. Yeah. So this is too major of a decision for you to just take lightly and frivolously jump yeah. into. No, you sit down somewhere. And if it take you 10 years before you decide, you get wisdom. God will show you. He will show you w what you need to know. And he will give you help and aid Amen. to help you in your That's decision. Cool. It's wise to seek God while he may be found. Call upon him. Yeah. In the midst of all of these voices and all of these gods that are speaking and all of these lords that are speaking, you wait on the Lord. That's right. Wait on him. It's no hurry. You ain't got to rush into nothing. You sit down and wait. And if people pressure you, you tell them, please go sit down somewhere. I have every right to seek my own decisions concerning myself. Amen. Because they'll tell you to do something they won't even do. Our time is about up. Did you have any last No, words? no. That I, I'm, I'm sitting here and my heart, Elder, I tell you, I, I, it, it's a sad thing to know that mm -hmm. so much deception is being received. Not so much that is out there, because the Bible said it. Jesus said it. Many, in the last days, many false prophets, many false teachers shall go out and deceive many. What's saddening to me is the believer, the the ex-Christian, because that's what they're calling themselves now. You know, I used oh. to be a Christian, okay. but I, yeah, there's a lot of ex going on. You know, so they're just uh, denouncing ever even knowing God. You know, this this is what's happening, and I think it's it's uh, sad, um, and, and so we, even more so now, have to go forward. And advance the truth, the word of God, and let folks seek it for themselves. I love what you just said. Yeah. Sit down, sit down. Yeah. If you don't believe what we're saying, just sit down for a moment and meditate. Yes. Spend time with God alone, not with the doctor, not yeah. with your fellow uh, genders or whatever. And this is no attack on the person, but that spirit that is overtaking you. Mm -hmm. Something has overtaken you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the Bible said that God will turn you over. Uh, to, to and, and sin, strong delusions. There's, you know, all, these are delusions. That's it. <laughs> You're delusional to believe exactly. that 
God wanted you to be a woman and start hacking on yourself. Because if God wanted you to be a woman, you would be a woman, man. That's right. Exactly. Period. God is not confused at what he's doing. Uh, no, that's good. That's good. Uh, we have to just thank God for the wisdom that is coming through uh, this platform. Uh, Heavenly Host uh, International Radio. Thank God for it because uh, there are many platforms and it's only a few that will take the stand. Amen. And uh, somebody has got to stand. Yeah. You know, the body of Christ is where he's where he speaks and acts from. We yeah. the body. Yeah. And his heart and his thoughts and his desires got to come through his body. Amen. We Amen. are his hands his feet, his mouth, his mm -hmm. ears. We are the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And we must speak his yeah. will, his will, yeah. his purpose, his desires. If the body of Christ is compromised to the point where we are just oblivious to what's happening, come on now. we're all in trouble. Mm -hmm. Which we know that we're not. There are, Many are called. There are a yeah. few of us that are chosen. Mm -hmm. We have chosen My this God. course. My Thank God. you, Lord. Uh, to speak the truth in love, mm -hmm. to do as our Father commanded us to do, uh, and and whether they hear or whether they forbear, forbear. Uh, uh -huh. we have done right. what God has said. And watch this: they'll know that a uh, prophet was among them. That's right. They'll know that somebody uh -huh. came and thought enough of them yes. to do and tell them what God mm -hmm. said. Mm -hmm. That's what time it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, the light bulb might not come on today. But somewhere along the line, while you're on this road and you realize I'm going down the wrong path, mm -hmm. too much trouble on this road. Yes. Good. I need to find another way. Mm -hmm. Well, Jesus said, I am the way, mm -hmm. truth, and the life. Exactly. Hallelujah. And, and we must, either somebody going to take the risk and tell you the truth, mm. and that blood will not Thank you, Lord. our hands. That's right. Because once we tell you the truth, we yep. delivered our soul. Hallelujah. But if we don't tell you the truth, the blood is going to be on our hands, and we got to answer for that blood, yeah. your blood on our hands. But God has called us to be a watchman on the wall. Yeah. And the watchman going to blow the trumpet, going to sound the alarm, going to tell you, danger, danger, yeah. danger. Yeah, yeah. And if you listen, and take heed, you will be delivered. We're sounding an alarm. Yeah. Blowing the trumpet in Zion. Hear what the Spirit is saying unto you, the churches, and convicting the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Yeah. The Holy Ghost will do that. He will convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. So he's speaking to the world. He's speaking to the body. Hear what the Spirit is saying. Amen? And if we love you, we will warn you. And once we warn you, then you have to make the decision. But the blood is not on our hands oh, anymore. Yeah. And you. we endeavor, no matter what, to give what thus said the Lord, without fear or favor to man. So we just thank you so much for tuning for you tuning in today to the broadcast. I thank God for we accomplished two things. 
and I feel the urgency, yes. Apostle, about the, the thing that you're talking about, the transgenderism, Father, and the uh, perversion, and, and, and how that people, it was like in the days of Noah, they didn't call on God. No. The place was filled with violence. Yes. And the Nephilim was among them changing the DNA yeah. sequence and going in the animals and all of this. Marvel. Changing all of this. And nobody was calling upon the name of the Lord, praying or going to church yeah. in Noah's day. And you find that the whole nation did not survive the wrath. Only eight people. Eight. And we don't want it to get like that. We got lots of people that are turning away. You call yeah. them ex Christians. Yes, former. They're using words like ex and former. Yeah. And it's but all of this is the fulfillment of the word of God. Yeah. That great falling away. Yeah. yeah. Which lets us know how close the time we are in. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. We're gonna pick up the last hour, uh preferably uh I'm gonna see the Lord tonight. See whether or not I'll be in tomorrow. But, uh, uh, either way, this is the last hour. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It is very much so. Uh, and and I thank God that we are here to be able to proclaim the word during this last time. <coughs> so grateful, <coughs> so grateful for the opportunity to do anything for God. And we just want you to remember what Jesus said on that last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, he said, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He that believeth in me, as the scriptures have said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. This spake he of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. We love you. We're certainly praying for you. Leave a comment, you know, about uh, what you've heard on the broadcast if God has dealt with you let us know we'd be so happy to hear from you and we want you to continue to pray for this uh, Heavenly Host International Radio God touches your heart send a donation support the ministry amen uh, let God use you in these final days to be his arms extended his hands extended his mouth his nose his ears his eyes you know to use you to advance the kingdom of God. Amen. God bless you. I love you. You have an outstanding life. Hallelujah.